Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. We are in Luke chapter 13 this evening, Luke chapter 13, a message titled, The Narrow Way. So in, in chapter 13, Jesus is giving many warnings of dangers ahead. And, and as he's been talking about these things, it starts out with this uh, pe- people coming to him. They have news about people who are tragically killed. And Jesus warns them, hey, you need to repent or the same thing is going to happen to you. Then Jesus gave a parable about this fruitless fig tree and, and how he wanted them to cut it down. But the, you know, the vine dresser said, you know, hey, no, let's dig around it. Let's, let's fertilize it. And a year later, if it still isn't bearing fruit, then you can cut it down. And, and so he gives this, this warning, and it's to the Jews about the fruitlessness of their nation and their need to repent, for judgment was coming. And last time we saw this bold situation, this, this woman who came into the, the synagogue who was bound by Satan for 18 years, and, uh, you know, Jesus heals her, of course, she straightens out, she was bent over, she straightens out, and the leader of the synagogue basically tells the crowd, rebukes the crowd, you know, you, there's six days in the week you can come to be healed. Come be healed on those days. You know, we're not supposed to work on the Sabbath, in other words. And Jesus says, hey, you're going to untie your donkey, you're going to untie your ox, and lead it to water on the Sabbath day. And this woman who's been bound for 18 long years, she can't be loosed on the Sabbath day. And so they were ashamed, and the people rejoiced at the things that Jesus was saying. But then Jesus gave those parables. And if you remember the parables... The parable about the mustard seed that became a tree and the birds of the air launched in, lodged in its branches. And then the kingdom parable about the woman with the three measures of meal and hid some leaven in it and the leaven worked its way through the entire lump. And, and, it, and maybe it's because of these parables, an understanding that a Jew certainly would understand that throughout the Old Testament, birds, I mean, even from very early on with Joseph's interpreting the, the butler's dream. Remember when the birds were on his head and picking out the food from the bread basket and then that meant his head was going to be lifted off of his body. That birds always represented expositionally throughout scripture evil, just like the birds that stole the seed on the wayside. And leaven, universally throughout the scripture, always speaks of sin. And so what Jesus is saying is that as you look at this, this nation of Israel and, and this corruptedness, and even the leader of the synagogue who has this foul attitude, you know, he's a bird in the, in the synagogue, that Jesus is saying that the kingdom of God, once the church is started, it's going to be the same. There's going to be people there with foul motives. There's going to be people there with the leaven of sin that are going to be corrupting things. And so we need to be aware of that. And maybe it was that that prompted this man to come to Jesus. And, and he, he said to him in verse 22, and he went through the cities and villages, teaching and journeying to, towards Jerusalem. Remember, he's still going to Jerusalem, where he's going to be killed, and he'll mention that. Then one said to him, Lord, are there few who are saved? 
Now, you can't really read the tone in this guy's voice. Was this guy concerned? Are there only going to be a few to be saved? Or, or, or was he condemning? You think there's only going to be a few saved? Or is he condescending? Huh, I guess only a few get saved. You know, I, what, what is it? We don't know, but we hear this question and we think to ourselves, well, that's a good question. And I think that's on all of our minds, especially when we think of our family and our friends and our neighbors. Are there only a few saved? And, and if that's the case, then who? And, and if that's the case, you know, is it going to be millions or billions or thousands or maybe even just hundreds? You know, one thing that we can be pretty sure of is this man wasn't talking about the Gentile world when he was asking this question. He was talking about the Jewish nation. He, he knew that the Gentiles, they're all going to hell. You know, we don't have to worry about that. You know, we don't have to worry about where they're going. We, I'm just asking, you know, are there only a few Jews going to be saved? You know, that's what the Essenes believed. You know, the Essenes who would wear their white robes and wouldn't talk to anybody, they were even more exclusive than the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They lived on a little cluster on the hill over in Camorra. They, they basically had these, or in Qumran rather, they had these, these white robes that they'd wear, and, and they, were, they were so pure. They believed that they were the few. Many were called, but few were chosen. Israel was called, but we're the only chosen ones. We're the only ones that are going to heaven, and everybody else is not. And so they had this idea, and, and so this guy, maybe he's asking, maybe, maybe the Essenes are right. Maybe they are the only, the chosen frozen, you know? They're going to heaven, everybody else isn't. And he said to them, verse 23, verse 24, Strive to enter through the narrow gate, for many, I say to you, will seek to enter and will not be able. And so about the time that everyone looks down at their waistline and wonders if they'll be able to squeeze through a narrow gate, uh, maybe I need to lay off the falafel, Jesus he doesn't take the bait from the guy. He doesn't answer his question, but rather he turns to the crowd and he starts to address this question. Are only, going, only, only a few going to be saved? And he says, strive. Strive. Not in the sense of, of you know, work hard, but you know, it's, it's almost like you're striving at, a, at an athletic event to, to reach the finish line, you know, to, to make it to the end. He says, strive to enter through the narrow gate. And this could be translated narrow. It could also be translated straight. That's what this word means, narrow or straight. And he says, many seek to enter and will not be able. Well, this might remind us of something because we have a saying in our, in our society, which is we need to stay on the what? The straight and narrow. Yeah, we need to stay on the straight and narrow. And what does that mean when we say we need to stay on the straight and narrow? Well, it means to keep your, your, your nose clean, right? Don't sm- smoke, drink, or chew, or go with girls who do. You know, you've got to be the, the straight-laced, you know, guy who, who keeps his, his stuff straight and doesn't, you know, and narrow and doesn't, doesn't go off to the side, to the left or to the right. And I, I guess the question is, who is that? What is really the straight and narrow, and what is this gate? And secondly, how do we enter it? Is, it? is it by keeping the rules? Is it by being good and, and doing all the right things, reading my Bible every day and doing devotions and praying and, and you know, being the perfect Christian? Is that the straight and narrow that Jesus is talking about? Is it difficult in that way? Well, Jesus is having this conversation with his disciples about heaven one time, and he told them that they knew the way. They knew the way to heaven. He says, I'm heading to heaven. In my Father's house are many mansions. 
I, I go to prepare a place for you. If it, was, if it wasn't so, I wouldn't have told you. I go to prepare a place for you that where I may be, where I am there, you may be also. And he says, and the, and, and the way you know. You know, you, you know the way. And, and of course, Thomas, in John chapter 14, verse 5, said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? And I love that, because I think that's just honest, isn't it? You know, when people talk about heaven, they talk about how to get there and all this stuff, and it's like, it just seems really, unco- really complicated. It almost seems like, you know, to, to try to be worthy, to go to heaven, would just be a really unpleasant, difficult, long journey of, of asceticism, you know, like monastic lifestyle or something that, you know, it's, it's, this, is, this is something that's going to be really, really challenging. And what Jesus is saying here, almost, it almost verifies that. But then Jesus says something pretty amazing in verse 6, when he says in John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, to Thomas, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way. The way you know, you know me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And maybe they should have known that because Jesus, earlier when he was talking about his sheep hear his voice and they come in and out of the sheep gate, and, and he, he uses that same word in, in, in John ten nine. he says, I am the door, meaning the door to the sheep gate. And if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Now this is a different word than he uses here as the narrow gate, but it, this word can also be translated gate. And so Jesus says, I'm the, I'm the door to the sheep gate. And Jesus is the way. He is the gate. He is the door. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says something similar to what he's saying here, something a little troubling. In fact, it's a little stronger than what he says in Luke. He says in, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, he says, enter by the narrow gate. Same thing. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. So there's two gates. Not just the narrow gate, or the narrow way, but the broad way. And, and he says, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. So that almost, uh, that almost reinforces this whole straight and narrow idea of, you know, keeping your nose clean and doing the right things and making sure that you're living the right lifestyle and you're not, you know, doing things you're not supposed to be doing and that you're keeping everything right in line. So, so we need to understand that, that it is narrow because Jesus says, I am the way, I am the door, and that's pretty narrow when it comes to paths to God. Not a popular message for Jesus to say, I am the only way. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, Call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.